How's it going, Brandon? It's 7 o'clock. Let's get this show started. Yes. And by 7, yeah. you mean 6, my time. Oh, yeah. Well, it's show start time, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Hello, Very listeners. Nice. Welcome to this week's Writer's Block. My name is Brandon Morehouse. And I'm Jake Flukiger. And this week, we're going to be talking about Kids Lit. I have no clue what that is. But before we do anything, we got to give our plugs, right? Yeah. If you would like to join in on this conversation, please hit that mic in the little bottom left and the bottom left corner of your screen. You can join in. It is an open discussion. And Jake, where can they listen to this at? You can listen to us at podbean.com or any of the podcast scre- streaming platforms. Cool. Awesome. Well, Jake, how was your week? Uh, my week has been a lot. <laughs> um it's been kind of crazy. Uh, I've been applying for jobs, and that's been a new, super exciting, fun thing. Well, that's exciting. I mean, job hunting is always a fucking nightmare, but good on you. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. I mean, welcome to America in 2023. Anyways. <laughs> Brandon, how's your week been? You know, it hasn't been the worst week. I've had worse. And Jake knows when I hit bad, I hit pretty bad. Yes, um, he does. <laughs> not going to lie. He totally but does. Uh, but it hasn't been bad. You know, I got my my payment for my student loans coming up here pretty soon, but I got that negotiated down. I got asked to walk in. My hometown has a pride parade, or not a pride parade, a uh, Labor Day parade. And they asked me to walk in it because they're putting together this rural LGBTQ group. Um, So they asked me to join, and it's the first time that that's ever been represented in in that parade. Which is a huge honor for you, honestly, to have been invited. It really is because, you know, it's full circle. I came out in high school, and I was the first person to do so. Um, So the guy that's organized it's like, Hey, you kind of led the way for this. You you broke those barriers. So we wanted to make sure you were offered that. And the town really swells up. Like my hometown has like a thousand people in it. Like it's small. It's tiny. Um, so it swells up like three times the size because we have this huge flea market and parade and demolition derby. So it was I'm excited and nervous at the same time because I don't know the reaction we're gonna get, but I don't it's not about me. It's about showing like kids that are part of that community. This is what we're about. It's not, it's we're there's people that there's others like it's you, really important right? for people to feel seen. Right. And uh, so that's, exciting. you didn't tell me there was a flea market. Jeez. Oh my God. It's huge. It's this, it's, um, I can't even explain how big it is because it. I think it takes people like two hours to go That's through. Awesome. So, like, local vendors do like it's. It takes up the entire city park. Um, so like I, I think when I first did my, in fact, I know I don't think when I first launched my book, I bought a, I got a space for there and I did like autograph signings, which is awesome. <laughs> um, which was really cool to to do because it was a lot of people from the community jumped in and bought my book and I had some there that they could buy and sign them and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Well, per usual, if you're new here, every week, um, we'll alternate hosts on who gets the other one with a topic they know nothing about, or they don't know that they're going to be talking about it. Um, so I'll start it off, Jake. That means you have next week. Yep, I will. My I question will for you, Jake. Okay. Let me look this up because I, I want to make sure I say this right. Give me just okay. a second. I, this, this is the like most stressful part for me of this entire podcast is not knowing <laughs> what what Brandon is going to throw at me as far as uh, a topic of conversation. Uh, and it yeah. is well, always now, interesting. It's always interesting. I shouldn't say it's always interesting because this one. So anyways, <clears throat> so there's a punctuation mark that combines an exclamation point with a question. Okay, yeah. Do you know? Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Oh. What's the what's the name? I don't of know it? the name of it, but I use it all the time. It's what? How have you never told me this? It's called an interrobang. <laughs> I love 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 this punctuation because it it just it's such a beautiful combination of punctuation, and it adds so much depth to what you're trying mm -hmm. to say. Uh, right in your writing. I just I love it. I I can honestly say I don't think I've ever seen that in a book. I don't know that I've seen it in a book either, honestly. I mean, we should be using it cuz and, and if you're using word, you you hit alt 8253. It's on my Twitter um if people want to see how to use it, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. It's not really an off topic like we normally do with each other, Jake, but I could do I could hit you with one okay, more. Okay, let's do one more. Let's do one more. So recently I went down to my mom's and as you know, I've been kind of like taking stuff from her house. That's mine. Um, like my toys and stuff. Like yes. That. So two of my big toys that I had when I was younger were um, transformers. I love transformers and Jake knows. Oh, I, I so know mom. that he loves transformers. Like it's an obsession. It's not an obsession, but it's. And exactly what would you call it, dear sir? <laughs> Uh, it's a hobby. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm intrigued. I think it's a great, it, it's a cool story, but I brought another set home. Which was, can I say it? Which You can say it. It was his Legos. I fucking love Legos. And I had to kind of laugh because the first thing I pulled out was I had built <laughs> a Titanic set. And I, so I made this titanic and i picked it up and it was like broken half i, I hope and you I know it up. i was like oh, i hope you know how much of a dork you are for being a young kid and building the titanic like what Whatever. kid does uh, that <laughs> i mean i did i'm not normal by any means oh we know that <laughs> oh we're well aware of that anyways i i picked the the back half of the titanic up because it's broken half and i was like oh that's kind of interesting that it's broken half i don't know how it happened but underneath of it is <laughs> this like submarine and it was like <laughs> and it was like imploded and i'm like well that's weird like <laughs> and brandon's I, legos foretold the future yes my legos i need to like throw them out on the floor and see what they create so my question for you is if you could build lego build something out of legos what would it be Ooh, that's an excellent question um i think I would probably build 
a barn. I fucking I was gonna say a horse. I was like, he's gonna no, I'm gonna. I would totally, totally like design an indoor arena and a barn and have the whole entire setup of like my dream horse facility. Oh my god! And I'm and I'm that dork who is still doing things like that. Yeah, you're judging me for having a tattoo. Like, whatever. Anyways, <sighs> yeah. So that's kind of. I mean, I think. Especially, I don't know, but I don't feel like they they have, it's all sets now, yeah. right? Like that's, which, a bank on that, right? Like do it, because people love that stuff. I've got Lego stuff throughout my entire house, but yeah, I've got Marvel and Star Wars and a Titanic sitting over here and all sorts of stuff. Anyways, let's get on with the show. Okay, Jake. Yes. Explain to me what Kids Lit is. Okay, so Kid Lit is really very seriously just any literature that is designed for anybody other than adults. <laughs> so so okay. that includes picture books, that includes chapter books, that includes middle grade and young adult. Okay. Do coloring books count? Uh, that is an excellent question. <laughs> I, not in this context, but okay. Not right? in this context, although if you're okay. talking about, like, the puzzle books and stuff, and if the coloring book has, like, a story to it, I guess you could count Ooh. that. That's interesting. I never thought about That would be kind of... I mean, color, they make color, coloring books for adults, so if my mom does that, she does that in puzzles, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I love it. That's interesting. Uh, so, what, okay, I guess that's all, what's the age range for for kids lit? So, quote basically 18 and under. Anything that you can think okay. of in the book world, like, and I'm talking like board books. Um, which, Wait. Yes? What's a What's a board book? Uh, board books are those ones that are for really tiny little kids, and they're made out of a thicker cardboard so they can actually turn the pages. Oh, okay. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm kind of a moron. I'm kind of a moron. You are not a moron. Uh, Give me a break. It's not <laughs> fair for you to call yourself a moron for something you don't know. Anyways, we're not going to get on that. And, uh, okay, so... Uh, I, I don't need, I'm, so board books, what's, what's, I cut you off. So what, what else were you going to say? I was just going to say, so board books in their very simplest form, like many of them have just pictures instead of words. Um, okay. But there are board books that have words or a lot of words. And those are the ones where you have, especially when you're talking about picture books and we're going to count board books as part of that you are allowing an illustrator to um, to really kind of tell more of the story than the words are themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I turned on our captioning just so you know. I don't know if we, we need to be better about doing that. Yes, we do. Uh, okay. So that's... So... So how does one start, like, a kid's book? Okay, that depends on what age you're talking about. Okay. So so basically, like, obviously, you're not going to write a story about, 
a baby panda who is scared of the dark for a teenager. <laughs> I mean, can we do like a red panda? I mean, if it's a red panda, maybe you could get away with it. Um, yes. But <laughs> I love that you love red pandas so much. I fucking love red pandas. If I could have a re- pet red panda, I would. Like, yeah, I am so not allowing that to happen. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Um, so it really the process for kid lit authors is really no different than that for adult authors. Um, you come up with an idea, but obviously the, the idea has to be age appropriate. Um, and then mm-hmm. from there, your biggest parameters are the vocabulary set that you can use um, within that book. Obviously, you're not going to have a board book or a picture book that uses the word discombobulated. Like, just not... What the fuck? <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I mean, it could. Like, what if you had, like, an ABC book, right? ABC book, but instead of, like, A is for Apple, it could be, like, D is for discombobulated. Like... I... Wow. No. Just no. <laughs> I, no? Okay. I, I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Like, it's not that, it's like, not that you couldn't do that. Um, and that might you might be able to get away with a little bit more in the um, into yourself publishing realm. But as far mm-hmm. as like traditional publishing, there's some very, very clear set rules um, about the type of vocabulary that you can use based on age. And then of course, word count. Okay. What's, so what would, uh, let's talk little kids, right? I, I was 10 and under. Okay. We'll say. Perfect. I don't, I don't even know what the age groups are. What are the okay. age groups? Like the so, age range. Yeah, let's start. You there. have uh, picture books, um, which most of the time, picture books at this point, it used to be the picture books you had about 1,500 words that you could work with. At this point, mm-hmm. they're really looking for like 500 and less because kids have such a shorter attention span. Um, and we're letting the pictures obviously tell a lot bigger part of the story. So if you were to take a book, a picture book that was written, you know, 20 years ago and sit down with a kid and try to read it, a lot of the times that kid's not going to be able to pay attention through the whole book. Yeah. Well, cause I mean, like I, I, I've been reading classics lately. Right. And it's crazy to me that, like, Peter Pan is technically a kid's book, right? Am I right <laughs> Te- on that? Technically, it is kid-lit, yeah. So you read that, and you're like, oh, my, this, no way could a kid that age group today be able to understand that. So here's, that here's aspect, the funny right? thing with that. It used to be that you simply had a category called kid-lit. There okay. weren't picture books slash... Uh, chapter book slash middle grade slash YA, it was just kid lit. Anything that was hmm. for 18 years and under was categorized under kid lit. So oh. Peter Pan technically is a kid lit book, but Peter Pan is definitely not for, you know, like the 10 and under age group. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could read it to him, but I mean, it might be kind of scary because Peter Pan like escorts dead kids away but anyways minor uh, <laughs> details brandon minor 
Minor, it's just minor details. It's all minor details. So, but you know, that's one of my. I've read that recently, and it's. Oh, yeah, and you so and you book. love it. Um, it was so good. And here's the thing, like, Kidlet has changed to where we now have all of these different categories, and so you have right. board books for little toddlers and and babies and stuff. You have picture books for kids. And, and picture books can be for kids from, you know, two to all the way up to 12 even. Um, but then you have a specific middle grade category, which isn't like books for middle school kids. It's books for ages eight to roughly 13, if you're really pushing the boundaries. And then you have young adult, which can be for kids anywhere from like 13, 14, all the way up to 18. So what's a good book in that middle range? The whatever group you were talking about, the tween group, I'll call them the middle group. middle grade? Yeah, okay. middle grade. So so middle grade, there are some really great classic books. Um the most popular one that people are really gonna know um is like Harry Potter. Harry Potter, especially the first book, is totally a middle grade. We have an eleven year old protagonist. 10 when we start, 11 as we get going. Um, so that fits right in that category. Um, obviously, as Harry Potter is growing up and stuff, the content changes a bit and becomes a little bit more YA with um, violence and deeper subjects and things like that. Right. And I uh, see your mic Captain is Captain Underpants work with that? Yes. Captain, Captain Underpants. Captain Underpants. Um, would my son loves would them. totally work for the middle grade category. Um, Captain Underpants and the balloon goons. Yeah, the balloon goons, like Captain Underpants. Um, there's there's so many uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. All of those was, are kind of in that yeah. general category. So, like Goosebumps. Goosebumps is another great example. Absolutely. Okay. Um, those are all. Really great right book. below middle grade. Now, what was so funny about Goosebumps is somebody, and I don't know where to locate it on Google because I tried to find it before tonight's program, is somebody compared the Goosebump, Goose, is it Goose? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, with the original fairy tales, not the grim version of the fairy tales, the original version before they became kid-friendly. And how haunting those original books were compared to those Goosebump books. Yes, whatever books. You got it. Um, you got it. I can totally see the relationship I mean, if there. you've ever read the original fairy tales, those things are quite disturbing. And people told those to their little kids. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, they were meant to tell, like, convey a story. Right, obviously, 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 but there was a like a meaning. No, behind they it. were like, meant to make red... kids behave. Yeah, they were they were meant to have to have. <laughs> well, I mean, a little bit of both. Like Little Red Riding Hood is like, yeah, don't go into the the forest alone or whatever. Like, I don't know. Little Red Riding Hood was more about be careful about predatory men, but <laughs> oh, that's that's a well, whole other subject. That's Hetzel and Gretel did it in for me. Yeah. Yes. And and 
like Hansel and Gretel, the original is That's, dark. Oof. It's dark. Um, and dark. most of those <laughs> early fairy tales were very dark, very, um, like, like Em said, very disturbing. Um, and I think Goosebumps is kind of a modern day version of that without as much of the moral side of it with more of a twist ending. This is why millennials are fucked up. This is why we grew up on you grew up on like, this is we, the norm for us. This is this is what happens when you give children. This is normal. This is normal. <laughs> but... Gen X grew up on the old fairy tales. We're all screwed yep. Up. We are so <laughs> all screwed up. <laughs> we got issues. Let's just say that we got issues. At least we're all in it together. When the TV has with the mean, TV has to come you know, on at 10 I mean, p.m. and remind the parents. We didn't have, have the children. witch eating the children. Yeah, the witch eating the children was just. Really disturbing, really disturbing. Um, I mean, but we got off topic, that, and that's okay. This is all about kidlet, every, any bit of kidlet, and and fairy tales is part of that. There's, um, yeah, there's so many retellings what, out there. What's that what, m mouse? Mouse? Yeah. The that's considered is that considered a kidlet? Because it's, I mean, that's a pretty big banned book but it's it's a pretty heavy subject it is a pretty heavy subject but yes it's considered kid lit um just like scythe is considered kid lit the hunger games is considered kid lit mm. um divergence the divergence sentence yeah the divergence yeah. so so you have all of these books that um are pretty classic mainstream and that a lot of grown-ups have read um but they are considered kid lit books I guess it's hard for like, I, and this is just, uh, obviously we all know me. I just speak my mind, right? It pops in, yeah. I say it and it pops out. Uh, when I hear kid lit, right. Yeah. I immediately think like 15 and under. Okay. Like yeah. young kid. Right. And I think that's where a lot of people get confused. Cause I know I get confused by it. Like Jake will be talking to me about it. I'm like, I don't have a fucking clue what you're talking about. Like what the f yeah. smoke? Is there a fucking difference? And it's not like I, I'm, I don't typically write in that genre. So that's for me is like, I don't fucking know. Like there's three subcategories of subgenres of this fucking, I don't fucking know. So I think that's where people tend to get confused. Cause you can have like a kid lit, but it's a young adult and yes, yes. young and adult. I feel like can, it's like, it can, it can young adult for me. I'm like, Oh, I would think it's like 25 to 18. But I'm giving in my mind, I'm like, there's a hard cutoff, but it's like, there's not a hard cutoff because everyone. <sighs> so, so here's the thing. You know so what I mean? You... Like, I don't even know how I'm trying to say it. Like, no, no, no. You're saying it beautifully. Like the big thing is, not. is that with kid lit for young adults, for instance, is anything, you know, is, you know, uh, early teens to, to 18. And they've tried coming up with a new category for that college age level, mm -hmm. um, kind of the 18 to 24 called new adult. Um, it's still a term that's kind of new. in its infancy and <laughs> might not catch on. Um, but they, they're finding more and more. There have been studies even that... Uh, grown-ups who normally would read in the adult categories really benefit from reading in the kid lit arena as well. It helps them become more empathetic, which is what, pretty cool. 
Well, I think there it we think there's a certain reading level, right? Yes. But reading is it's not taught like the way we would normally think it is, especially here in the States. Like people don't have a high, high level of reading and understanding. So it, it's gonna this is coming off wrong. I know it is. And it's not meant to. It's like, uh, well, we have high reading levels because we are authors and we that's part of our job, right? We have to read all the time, just like a bodybuilder has to go to the gym all the time. You have to work that out. But for somebody who reading for people who that's not part of the job might not read that much. So reading that young adult is easier for them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. makes sense. Um, and a lot of the young adults material is um, heavy enough or I guess um, mature enough, I guess. Yeah. Uh, to really be something that appeals to a lot of adults as well. So Kidlet is not just for kids anymore by well, any I, means. I, I, and Jake, I know you, I think of the show Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. That's for that, like, that age group that we're kind of talking about, the 15th or whatever, right? That's for a younger group. But I fucking love that show. And Jake, I know you enjoy that show as well. I think it's a great I, yeah. It's done really well, and I'm excited for it to come back. So like, I, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it can cross age groups because it does speak on so many levels. I'm not talking about Cora. Cora was... Cora is a totally, totally a different uh, track, but... taste. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody has anything they want to bring up, please jump into this conversation. This is conversation the mic is open for you you are welcome to jump in and add your commentary if you'd like um okay well go, going back to kind of what you were saying was was like jason last week was taught was saying that he had no idea about anything kidlit and we told him come anyway because yeah. you can learn a lot from kidlit there's so much that you can learn as far as you know not just the the bare bones like word count and things like that but it's it helps you to understand publishing in general right? and what people are, are reading and what they're looking at. Um, pick up any of those classic books that are really, you know, New York Times bestsellers and you'll find a good chunk of them are young adult novels. Yeah. I recommend Peter Pan, but that's just me. Uh Jason, you had you you were looks like you were trying to say something. Yeah, all I was gonna say is yeah, I still don't know nothing. And Peter Pan is actually a very dark story. We actually went back to the original drafts. It's a very very dark story. Uh, Fucking love it. <laughs> and no, I'm not at the beach today. And no, I'm not at the bar today. I'm actually working. What? So, uh, uh, Jason, how I, could I know, you? I know. I know. I, how dare I you, know. uh, Jason? I do have a question yeah. for you. What's your drink of choice? Oh, that varies on a day to day basis. You gotta pick one. Um, I can drink <laughs> anything pick one. but tequila. Tequila will actually put me in the hospital and probably dead. Oh shit. Um, I can drink oh. I can drink hundred percent proof of anything and I will be perfectly fine. I just cannot drink tequila. So whatever you wanna mix up, I'll drink it. Um, right now I'm, I'm kinda I'm a... doing like uh, scotch and bourbon mixed straight. God Damn. Um, Jesus. <laughs> I, I use that as a, a kind of a, a beginning drink. 
Oh, that's that is some dark, heavy stuff, just like Peter Pan. Yeah, that's that's my starter. That's my Monday at 9 a.m. Yeah, what? yeah, that, 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 that's that, that's what I've been kind of doing for the last couple of weeks. Um, before that, I was kind of doing like a, a rum and whiskey. Um, it was actually a coconut rum and whiskey, which, yeah, I know it uh, actually it it tastes better than it sounds. Um, sounds pretty I doubt cool. That. Oh no, it does. It does. Yeah, that. Here comes Sam. She's like, no, that's yeah. Not <laughs> um, no, um, uh, I'm still trying to get over the the scotch and the bourbon. Scotch and bourbon. Oh yeah, that, that's uh, that that's a go to. That, that's actually becoming my go to right now on uh, on my Friday. That sounds like an acquired taste. Oh yeah, like, yeah, I definitely. I tried scotch once and it. I, I thought I was chewing on burnt wood. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my main oh my gosh. is a Scotch drinker, so I needed to. It was research. Yeah. 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 All about that research, right? I'm all about that research. Yeah. And I still have an $80 bottle of Scotch that's had one drink part out of it. Uh oh. Sounds like Jason might be. <laughs> I see. Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll sidebar. Yeah, sidebar. We'll sidebar on that one. Uh, anyways. I'll try tequila. Oh, God. Scotch. Oh, no, I can't do tequila. I can't even smell it. It will literally make me sick. Last time I had, I, I literally had just not even a half a shot tequila. I was in the hospital for two days. Wow. Yeah, it's bad. It's It's actually pretty much poison for me. It's one of those things my husband won't let me drink if I'm not with him. No. I Jake's gonna <laughs> here comes Jake and he's like, Can we get back on topic? Yeah. This is not appropriate for a kid's lit discussion. It is perfectly fine for a kid's and, lit discussion. And he's like and he's was, like uh, my drink of choice is water. <laughs> I was I was actually gonna say I my drink of choice is like a juice box, which is hence the well, reason why I you can put vodka in that it. juice box and you'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> I hear I hear juice box. Jake, and I think is box that a one. strawberry flavored juice box? Um, no, apple, obviously. Oh, you were so... We had that discussion about strawberry. Remember? Yep. Yeah, that was fucking disgusting. <laughs> like I saw that and I was like, I am never having strawberry ever again. Like strawberry flavor. Yeah, we're so not doing strawberry ever, ever, never. ever again. <laughs> ever again. No strawberry Kool-Aid or Jello? Mm -hmm. Nope. 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 Good. Nope. Hard hard pass. I know where that comes from. I'm I'm good. <laughs> so Jay, yes. get back on topic here for a second. Kids like, okay, so how does how does somebody go about if you've got um, a story right and yeah. you need pictures drawn in like what how, what's that process look like do you okay. do the story so, and then you draw it or draw it like how does that work so that all depends on if you are an author illustrator or just an author um, author illustrators obviously have this amazing talent to both write and uh, illustrate their own books, which is just mind blowing and incredible to me. Like I like to draw, but I am not what you would consider like an artist artist. Um, and so a few of these 
these uh, author illustrators that I know are just absolutely incredible. They're so talented. Um, and so what they will do is they will, they have a much better sense of what needs to go in as far as dialogue and prose goes. Um, because in their head, they can picture what they are going to have as the illustrations. If you are simply an author and not an illustrator, um, that brings in this whole other thing where you have to think of your story very visually. Um, and you have to say, how little can I say and how much can the pictures tell? Right. Um, which is a hard balance. There's, it's for a lot of people, they can't imagine writing a picture book, A, because of the word count, like it's so restrictive, and B, because they don't actually get to tell as much of the story. God, I can't imagine doing that. Jesus. Uh, but then I think of that, and I'm like, yeah, but some of my stories would make a good comic book. Okay. Comic so books comic kind of fall books, in that category as well. Comic books and graphic novels are a whole other beast. Oh. Because they're they're more than a picture book they are more along the lines of a novel they tell a much deeper story and graphic novels and um comic books are for an older market so picture books technically are for a much younger younger market for younger children um then you have graphic novels which range up from even the um even the uh you know eight-year-old age all the way up to to teenagers and young adults and and um all of that because graphic novels depending on the subject matter can be uh pretty heavy but and i don't want to say it hopefully i say this trying to is it cecily i saw you wave hello welcome to the show if you'd like to join in, please hit that mic. This is an open discussion. Um, uh, now, but I mean, gra- as I- far as graphic novels go, I remember uh, 15 years ago going to the library for my son to get him graphic novels, and there was like this small, tiny little section that maybe had 15 or 20 books in it. But now I take some of my kids to the library that I work with and there is this entire row dedicated yeah. to graphic novels. I mean, there's hundreds of them now. It's a huge industry. Yeah, and I was. I think it's because young people now want they want the information, but they want it as quickly as possible, and they want. The- and you broke <laughs> up there towards the end, but I I, I agree with I think. That is a huge industry, and I think graphic novels can very much be um, kid-lit, depending on the subject matter. Um, well, and and two, you have to look at it as, you know, um, it's it's basically a, an advanced form of a picture book. Right. But, but um, the part that I love about graphic novels is that it is a way to get reluctant readers to continue reading through their teen years. And I think it Um, helps. Go ahead. Sorry, Jake. I was just going to say, it's just a huge deal right now 
because previously before graphic novels, I mean, obviously there were comic books and things, but um, teachers in the education system specifically demanded that students read quote unquote real books. Right. And now it's getting to the point where they're starting to understand, like not everybody's brain works that way. And so graphic novels are this amazing um, bridge for, for young people and even older people to really latch on to literature and stick with it. Right. Well, I think of like, I'm going real old school here, like the Archie comics. Like, <laughs> yeah. Very old school. Like those are where I, I mean, that's a great way for a generation to start reading. It gets them that, that we're going to teach you without having to fully teach you and kind of ease you into reading these bigger books. And it, it, it keeps you interested in reading and having that visual aid. And kind of then you graduate into those like Peter, I'm going back to Peter Pan because I just keep going back to Peter Pan. Um, going into those like Peter, you Pan, love Peter Pan. I fucking the story is oh my god, it was so fucking good. Like so much better than you thought it was gonna be. So much better. He's such a fucking narcissist, and I'm fucking ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I love it. It's so fucking ridiculous. But yeah, I think I, I agree with you, and I was gonna bring up that point as well. It's like, well, not everyone's brain interprets the way standard academia re relies on like exactly exactly not everyone like i know i struggled in school because i'm like i can't sit in a classroom and read i need background noise i need stuff going on i can't focus so i think that's where i started i started reading with comic books and graphic novels and all that so i'm happy that they're starting to recognize the importance of that and i think that's where the industry is starting to see a really big boom yeah. But I also think it's sad that, I mean, and I'm older than most of this group, but when I was young, I remember when you went to the grocery store, you could still buy your um, comic books on the bottom shelf of the book aisle. They don't have those anymore. No, no. they don't. And it drives me nuts. I mean, there's really, there's no transcending you know from reading you know about guns and ammo to you know the real housewives yeah it's an it's interesting combination <laughs> no it's it's real though like it, no i know yeah there's such a it, i mean there's like 16 it, different books on gun guns and ammo seriously 16 yeah. different magazines yeah no i have most of them <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. Um, I, I here's my take is it's just a sad commentary to me on the state of education where you can't even find something to read outside of you know that you can't find things that to engage children outside of the realm of video games and things like that. Oh, so I, I am a big proponent of wanting to, you know, see more books out there in the world. And if that means comic books and graphic novels 
and picture books in the grocery store, great. Let's do it. I mean, I think we'd all agree with that one on, on that one. I think it's the industry that we work in, if it's in, and, and I'm saying this as an entertainment as a whole, if it's not a big blockbuster, most companies aren't, they're reluctant to take a, a chance on it. And I think that with indie being an independent author, as I am, uh, that's where we kind of have that advantage. We can write our own stories and it's like, no, this is, it's here, it's available. Um, but that just well, means it, more work on our end because we're doing all of our own marketing and shit like that, which is tough. I was going to say, though, <laughs> even though you're doing your own marketing, the book itself is still marketable. Right. And there is still an audience for it. And so I think that um, whether you're going traditional or whether you're going independent, it's the point is get your work out there because kids especially need to see themselves in books. It's mm -hmm. like we were talking about with you being part of your parade for your hometown, Brandon, like kids from all walks of life need to see themselves in books. Yeah. I mean, representation, representation matters, right? Cause that makes yeah. a different, that makes a huge difference in their mental state, right? It's like, well, I can never do this cause I've never seen myself. Well, just because you've never seen yourself do that or somebody like you do that doesn't mean it's not possible. It's just yeah, be that person that breaks that barrier, which is always tough. Very I tough love to that, that the industry as a whole is looking for more representation, looking for ways to include more people in stories, right? Uh, especially in the kidlet realm. And that to me is a big step in the right direction. I th yes, I would agree. I would, all these book bans have me concerned, but I think that's fighting back and we're gaining ground again on that, um, of fighting back on that. I should, let me clarify. Um, I think, you know, people, no. again, people need to be, see themselves in books and see people like them in their books and so on and so forth. So that's a big step. It is a big step. Um, I'm hoping that there are states that are taking steps backwards, that they will hopefully come to their senses and take some more steps forward and it not drive things backwards. There's, um, there's a state that shall remain nameless, that they are shutting down hundreds of school libraries. That's stupid. Um, and preventing kids from having access to that. And that just makes me sick. <laughs> well, I mean, as authors and writers and such in this industry, I think we're, you can't take that away, right? I know we're fighting back on that as much as we can. Um, but no good comes from burning books and turning that down. It's like, what? it's not going to help by any means, right? It needs to be there and it needs to be available. But let's get back to Kid Lit, get off that tough chi subject. Um, Jake, what else do we need to know about Kid Lit? Um, all you, the things. You need to know uh, all the things because Kid Lit is where it's at and all of you should be what? writing Kid Lit. Okay. I love that you said where it's at, like it's like 1999, like Hey, I, <laughs> I alive that I can say that. Yeah, to, don't though. 
anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Kidlet varies. We talked about the word count for picture books being about 500 and under. Um, you're looking at chapter books uh, are like 10 to 15,000 tops. Um, if you're looking at middle grade, those can go up to about 60, 65, although there are quite a few examples of things being pushed well outside that boundary. Right. Um, depending on subject matter, that's where you you cross the line from middle grade to young adult. Young adult has pretty much the same rules as um, the adult genres, um, anywhere from 70 to 80, 85,000 words. Okay. Perfectly acceptable. So let's talk young adults. Okay. I, I'm working on a story, and it's it, Jake's currently reading it. I'm not going to go to details because I could talk for hours on this book because I just fucking love the story. Because uh, he's so excited. I, this is the one. This is the one. We're going to be querying this one. Um, so Jake and I have a lot to do. So let's talk main characters in a young adult. Okay. Let's, let's talk characters in yes. adult, Brandon. Yes. For instance... Brandon, how old should your protagonist be in a young adult? Uh, from what I'm told, I'm looking at you, uh, young adult, <laughs> pro like, they need to be within that age range, correct? Yep, absolutely. So, like, no older than 22, 23-ish? Mm, try 18. Okay. Damn. Well. <laughs> <laughs> young adults, we want to stick with uh, within the age range and we always kids kids and teens are always going to want to read up okay um, as far as age goes so if you're writing um, a book for the middle grade market you're looking at making a lot of your protagonists 11 12 13 even though eight-year-olds might be reading this some younger kids if they're a little bit more advanced might be up there too but so you've got to take that into consideration that you're going to have a lot younger audience reading up to that age group. Um, and obviously that kind of caps out at the, the 18. So you still are going to have um, audience members, readers that are going to be, you know, 18 reading about a protagonist that's roughly their age. Okay. So should... Should your main character kind of like surround themselves with people about that age or like let, let's set that scene on there? So you can have your as long as your main character is relatively in your age range. Like yeah. obviously if you're writing young adult, we want to cap out at about 18. Um, you can have older characters be a part of that. You can have younger characters be a part of that. Um, but your main story, the main storyline and your main character that we're really focused on needs to fall in that age category. Think about the Hunger Games and the cast. That, that That's literally what I was just like, okay, they're all about that same age range. You have that um, guiding person. What are they, I don't know what the fuck they're called. Yeah. Like the mentor. mentor. Jesus, yeah. good God. Like, I am so... Men <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you right now, Brad. I have no idea. I'm done. Just done. It's you okay. Knew, you knew who I meant. 
I knew who you meant. You're talking about Hamish. Whoever. I don't give a shit. Like, I, I'm talking <laughs> in general. <laughs> so, obviously, we want them probably a little bit older to kind of guide them, correct? Yeah, and Hamish, Hamish, if I remember correctly, is in his 40s. Um, and so, he's... So, you're um, Yes, thank you. And then Mark. you have President Snow. Yeah, and you have President Snow, who's way, way, way older. Um, excellent point, M. So really, you have this cast with an array of ages, ages, ages? like you, yeah, ages, um, with with an array of ages. If I could talk right now, um, including Katniss's younger sister. Um, who's much younger than she is. So you, as long as your main character fits the bill, you're good to go. Okay. Now I'm going to ask this. And again, it's out of pure curiosity, right? Should I be worried? No, I just don't want someone who's listening back to this to be like, what the fuck? Like, it's nothing. I just, I'm curious. Okay. Do, do readers, that was a heavy sigh. Tend to that was a very heavy sigh. Tend to react more to a female or a male main character of that age range. Okay, so I hope that didn't come off wrong. Like that's that wasn't. It, it was totally sexist, but I'll I'll. Spin I, it. I wasn't meaning for it to be. Like I hope people know me well enough to like. Oh, that was kind of. I'm just curious. So here's the deal. Really, when we hit young teen ages, mm-hmm. there's this huge statistically there's this huge drop off of male readership okay um and so you end up having a lot of books in the young adult category that are written specifically with female characters or a larger female cast because the readership is quite a bit more female okay okay and and cecily i totally totally agree with you it's kind of a sad state of affairs like um so it's it's not necessarily that you can't write a male main character or you know or vice versa it's um it just you have to make sure that it is marketable to readers in the age group that you're writing for right okay and I hope no one took that the wrong way. That was never my intention. Just giving you a hard time. Jeez. I know, but you know how I am. Like, I'm like, I don't want to ruffle any feathers on that. That's... I know. I anyway. know. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, did Cecily make a comment? I don't see where she said anything that you're referring to. Anyways. Um, okay. So what about... I'm trying to think. You're good. I had, a, I had a question and it would just it went away. I don't this this happens, Brandon, especially later in the episode. It's just, you know, I'm you're, tired. Your poor old brain and you're tired. And uh, did you just call me old? How? No, I called your I'm brain. younger than you. I called your brain old. <laughs> your brain is much older than my brain. Stop it. We know this. Yes, it is. So um other things that you need to know. Um Kidlet absolutely positively cannot deal with sex on the page. Right. Um, sexual 
acts can be implied, but they have to happen off screen. And that's mm. only for young adult, um, not for middle grade or anything lower than that. Okay. Um, middle grade typically is your character is trying to figure out their place within their friend group or their family. Young adult tends to be very introspective and very personal, and they're trying to find out their place in the world as opposed to where they fit in with their family, so to speak. So those are important keynotes to remember on those two categories for KidLit. Okay. I mean, that doesn't sound too, too crazy. No, it's pretty straightforward, honestly. Um, swearing is something that you don't typically see in middle grade, but you'll see plenty of it in young adult. I mean, who likes to swear? What the fuck? Like, Jeez, Brandon. <laughs> Not me. I never like to swear. Never like to swear at never all. Hate it. And again, uh, this is why you write young adult and adult stuff. And this is why I write kidlet. Yeah, see. The lower kidlet. You're like a good person. I'm. I am not. Not swearing does not make me a good person. Give me a break. I'm just a fucking asshole. And I'm fine with that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have no comment to that. Like. I have no comment to that. that Mostly no because. Mostly because I know and love you very dearly on a, a much different level than all of our listeners do. And so I know the real Brandon. This is, is whatever, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. This Kathy, is the real good me. to I see you. Go ahead, Jake. I was just saying, Kathy, it's nice to see you. Yes. Now, does anybody have any questions? I know there's we covered a lot. Um Let's open it up a little bit, as this is always an open mic show. But if anybody has any questions, please feel free to jump in. Bring up those questions. Um, we have a couple of KidLit authors here. I know Kathy writes KidLit. She writes middle grade. She writes middle grade horror. Uh, she has her book out, Into the Gray. Really good read. Um, I suggest you absolutely go out there and check it out. Um, Carolyn writes middle whites writes a uh, young adult. Um, so she's in the kidlet realm. Um, M and Jason are just lost causes. So, you know, they write for adults. Damn. I have was... a children's book. I just don't have an illustrator. Well, then you should have said something earlier. We were literally talking about that. Yeah, geez. I'm just not ready to expose it yet. And that's okay. Writing is a very personal thing, and you should put it out there when you feel ready. See, he's so nice. I'd have been like, fuck that. Get that shit out there. Like, Brandon does have a point. At some point, you do have to just kind of man up. See, I want an illustrator up, like, you know, the uh, rainbow fish. Oh, I love the rainbow fish. That's one of my favorite illustrated books, but mm, I'm not finding what I want. Have you have put it you, out? Have you put it out there to the Twitterverse or whatever I the fuck have. you want to call it? Well, well we gotta, we gotta find you an illustrator. illustrator that has your vision. It really I need is. Somebody who can draw a really wicked-looking wizard, 
a print, a, a small five-year-old prince, uh, and some other little magical beings. See that we can totally find you somebody for that. Let's totally. work on that. We can find you someone. That's. You'll have to run that past your agent, though. Nope. No, thank nope. You. <laughs> <laughs> Hard pass. Nope. We're good. We're good. Um. So. The big thing with illustrators, I am I don't know if you have read Not Quite Narwhal. Nope. Super adorable book about a unicorn that wears a little, you know, oxygen bubble over its head and it lives with narwhals because they both have horns and then discovers that there are other unicorns up on the land. Um, and finally feels like they fit in both places. So super cute book adorable illustrations that was from an author illustrator uh i definitely suggest you check that one out um again well, the way this book came about was my son when he was really little was terrified of monsters under the bed and in his closet so i came up with this neat little book for him and it's horribly il illustrated by my own hand at the moment yeah uh, where his teddy bear the teddy bear had a spell cast on it, creating a protector bear to keep That's him cute. safe. That's, That's adorable. That's cute. Do what? See, and that's the type of... What did Brandon say? I said, that's cute. But, I mean, my son still has a teddy bear, but I'd kind of like to bring the book to life at some point or another. Yeah. I think that that really resonates with that age category and what um, kids uh, of a certain age are, are going through and dealing with. And that, that's a big deal for KidLit in general, too, is, is again, having readers be very aware that they are not alone, that there's other people out there experiencing what they're experiencing. So yeah, agreed. It sure as heck, be going in there with a vacuum cleaner every night and vacuuming out from under his bed, <laughs> and, you know, and spraying Lysol in his closet to get rid of the monsters. Hey, hey, you do what you got to do. All the joys of being a parent. Well, there, there, there are joys, and then there are joys. Joys. Jo joys. <laughs> yeah, there's those two things. There's so you gotta you gotta be very aware of which one you're talking about. Yes. There's the joy with all capitals, and then there's the joy. Yeah. Bless their heart. Oh. Hey, that's a southern thing. Don't. I was like, damn. <laughs> Jake, you I know you're from Utah, but right, don't ever say that. Don't Jake, say that. You are from way off. You cannot even carry that off. No. I know it, I can't. I get it, it from my it, mom. It's bless your heart. Bless your heart. Clutch the pearls when you say it too. Like clutch the pearl. Oh, bless his heart. Like, uh, fuck you. Like, <laughs> don't worry. You poor, you I won't poor repeat shit it. Face child. Ooh, oh, well, <laughs> you tried. Bless his heart. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, on that note, I think well, Jake, we're out of time. I know, Ugh. but Brandon, Brandon, I, I wanted to say something to you. My boss is one of the finalists in some sort of Lego show. 
I saw that. I saw that you commented, and I was like, oh, I wanted to bring it up. So thank you for reminding me. Yes, that I can't remember. They have that like Lego Masters show. Yeah, she's actually one of the ones who they will be picking from for the show. <gasps> that is well, I say she. Awesome. I mean they. She That's is awesome. A they them so. Um, but they are very excited, and she's like sixty years old and oh, a huge so Lego freak. That makes me so happy. I so love happy. It. Well, keep us posted on how they do. I will. For sure. My name's Robin. If you happen to see him on the show, uh, I will keep an eye out. I will have to keep an eye out for that. All right, well, Jake. What are we? Do you know what we're talking about next week? Uh, is it fall marketing? It is fall marketing. It's our marketing yeah. episode. Yes. So please join us next week at this time, 7 p.m. Central, right here on Twitter? Question mark? Question mark? Um, I don't know what it's called now. X? Is marketing for only for people who have a book out? No. Marketing is for everybody. Marketing is all-inclusive. Like, everyone gets to join in. You need to know how to promote your book and your story and all of your art and everything. We will be talking about what to do during the fall. Because you got to change your marketing strategies with the seasons. You have dun, to. Dun. You have to change it with the seasons. So we'll be talking about next week. Who? The M? M. <laughs> Fuck, oh, I, I love that it. Was that M? Of course it was M. Uh, I'm going to take that away from her. So next week we'll be talking about fall marketing. And please do not forget to follow the writer's block over here on X. Whatever. Twitter. Uh, and like and comment our shows on the streaming networks or podcast network. I don't know what the ones are called. Yeah. Pod podca podcast platforms. Thank you. That's a lot of peas. It's I know we're out of time. We're dev we're over our time actually. So it's so good to see everybody. We yes. only are in existence because of you guys. Please, please, please keep showing up and tell all your friends. Yes. Thank you, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye.